I V M. TED's impact stems from a unique contract between speakers and audience. The latter granting focused attention to what's happening on stage, and the speakers investing time, energy, passion to ensure that every moment of that attention is rewarded. It is this unique contract that allows us now to go full spectrum, but the term covers more than just form and format. Content will span the full spectrum of knowledge of okay, what okay, stop, stands. stop, <laughs> guys. Uh, you know, don't be surprised. It's not like you were not listening a TED talk, but uh, I have a guest today uh, who is what I call, you know. So we we look at diamonds and we look at uh, jewels, but the people who actually discover these diamonds and discover these jewels are called the jewelers or the diamond merchants. And we literally have one such uh, jewelry uh, whose job is to find these amazing TED speakers, uh, organize these amazing TED events, and hang out with uh, uh, all the cool people in the world. Uh, he organizes uh, possibly one of the biggest TEDx events in the world called TEDx Gateway. But you know what? I know this guy like way, way beyond. You know, for long, long time back, uh, it's a great pleasure to have somebody who actually I consider my younger brother, uh, none other than Yashraj, Yashraj Akashi. Yashraj, welcome to the show. Hi, Vishal. How are you? I'm sorry, I interrupted your TED talk. <laughs> That's okay. That's so, okay. so tell I me. I never give these talks. I know, I know. So, <laughs> how, so how many TED talks have you now been able to, or TED speakers in total over the last so many years, you've been able to put together? So, through TEDx Gateway itself, I think three hundred plus minus plus usually. Yeah, three hundred speakers yeah. and other TEDxes and all. Maybe I don't know, good number. Let's say that at least a thousand people in in oh, in so a way. Thousands, if that we have gone through, met, try to build things. My team at any given point of time will look at two thousand odd names. So yeah, a lot of yeah. lot of people. So I I know a lot of our listeners are aware of TED. Uh, you know, only if, if you if you you have to live in a cave if you have not seen a TED talk. Uh, there are jokes made about it already now. In <laughs> fact. Uh, but i think the best thing about uh, the ted experience is a lot of people just look at the finished product they just look at the talk yeah. which is 4 minute 10 minute 20 minute long but you know producing that getting mm. that 10 minutes out of a speaker is what is the biggest task of a curator so so tell me something about how did you go about you know doing this and which was been your uh, most challenging talk ever so it's producing wonder right um it's it's imagine this you as a human have to find another human who's doing something that will impact many more humans so there's this this human into human into human connection and being able to predict what the end part of it is little difficult right but you need to understand what producing wonder means so we've gone through so many names so many individuals from so many different walks of life from from my youngest speaker being 6 to the oldest one being 91 91 years old yeah she uh, i think 92 right now but she is a tour guide in mumbai i mean she's been a tour guide since years 
probably the oldest in India and it was inspiring to just meet her you know or even um, you know not just one single individual but groups of them like last year we hosted five Grammy Award winners on stage with a total of 30 people playing along with them bringing all of that together wow I mean every year we end up learning so many new things in in that time frame of six to seven months that we produce TEDx Gateway that there is there isn't anyone particular that I think was challenging I think every year every person throws upon you a different challenge but, but I think I think what I understand is that the TEDx TEDx there are like literally thousands of TEDx 23,000 23,000 yeah. TEDx events happening across the yeah. world and then somehow the good talks get curated and they automatically with the YouTube views go yeah, up yeah, and then Ted decides to call them into, you know, we go to Vancouver every year. So that's how, so how does these talks get visibility and how does one go to the Vancouver? So one is uh, the TEDx YouTube page. All of these talks are free, right? Vancouver is probably when people get to see it happen first. But all of these talks are free, available online, completely free for the world. And uh, these TEDx's, 23,000 of them that have happened since 2009, have been able to produce this on a very local level. Think of it like a hyper-local search engine of ideas. You know, I think that's where uh, Chris Anderson, who who took the mantle uh, of TED and uh, took it further and published these talks online first, thought that what if you are able to set up a network of uh, these events that are continuously putting back talks to one global, um, think of it like a hub, Repository right. almost. Repository. Yeah. You have one lakh twenty five thousand talks right now. Uh, that's so much of inspiration. Wow. And and you know what? The good part is uh, most of these talks, you know, go across the world. They're just not stuck. So if you if you hear a talk at uh, TEDx Jaipur, it's it's not that only people in Jaipur have access to it. Or it's not that people in India have access to it. Inspiration or great ideas have no boundary whatsoever. That's what we've been able to do with these TEDx's. Uh, to the second question that you're asking about going to TED, um, that's easy and difficult. It's easy because it, it's, it's got a price tag and uh, if you can pay it, great, you could attend. But it's got a very long form questionnaire, which I'm sure you filled to. I've filled yeah, to. Some time back, yeah, a long time back. <laughs> yeah, but once you're in the community, you're there. But that's because they get probably thousands of people who can pay or who want to go and attend this, they really pick on, you know, the right set of people that want to be there. And that's a part of the experience. And I'm sure, I mean, I can go on and on about the TED experience. Mm. Four days where you have uh, 2,000 odd people, not all of them are watching talks. It's amazing, right? People think they go there to watch talks. Yeah, they're all hanging out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just go there to hang out with people and learn so much. Like, four years ago, someone told me... uh, Battery is going to be the next big thing and today the world's talking about it. Uh, last year someone told me the world's going to be moving towards voice and AI is going to be sensible, this, that and I said, wow. And these are the kind of Clearly, so you spot the earliest trends at TED, right? I mean, we have seen it all the, you know, you are always getting to spot the trends much earlier. Yeah, that's exciting. You get up every day to something new and you're just like possessed by it. You're like, wow. If you're able to pin A, B, C together and show people a very different future of things. Imagine, imagine what that would be. You know, and the best example I give about my experience at TED is that at TED, you can connect the dots. Yeah. 
I think what happens there are so many things happening in the world, like so many innovations. But when you go to a place like TED, you can somehow make all these connections. Connects. And you know the idea of Goki was evolved at TED itself. You know yeah. where uh, there was Jawbone giving away variables, and there was all these things happening. But the the idea was getting evolved into a completely different way. But before I go to the TED idea. Which year did you start TEDx Gateway, and why this word <laughs> Gateway? You know, why not Mumbai or you know Dadar or wherever else you organized your first TED? I think it was in Parel. Yeah, the first one was in Parel. It was supposed to be at the Taj, but something happened and we couldn't host it there. It was at the ITC. ITC, yeah. So uh, I I heard first heard about TED in two thousand nine, and I just wrote an email to. uh there was a simple email id given for any further things please contact us here and they replied saying oh we just finished ted india you know and i i'd been to ted india in yeah, mysore I mean, yeah it was my roommate i was studying for my civil service it was my roommate who used to endlessly watch ted talks and we used to be binging on some big bang theory series and all that and he used to just learn so much and i said where do you get this he says online for free i said no why is it not in india he said no it's not in india we just it's somewhere abroad I said, but there's an Indian speaking. Is it in India? The Pranam Mistri talks. So, that this was word. Patty May. Yeah, this was Patty May about in India, and uh, there were quite a few other Indians that had given a talk. But the point being, it wasn't in India. And I said, why not? Like you know, we just went into this conversation saying maybe no one really respects uh, such a platform because who'll come and listen to unknown voices? And that's when I said, I want to work for these guys or at least do something. You know, I had a background. with some parts of events uh, media partnerships and i said you know let's see if i can get them to india and they were already there right and uh, that's how i just started mapping things i got introduced to the organizer of tedx delhi firoz gujral what a lovely lady i mean um, the first inspiration actually was when she said you know it's okay if you haven't seen what ted is it's just the videos but we have to create an experience and i was able to connect with someone and say wow we could do so much more because here we are talking about those debates on tv screen and you know all the things that are going around that are negative it was it was very close to election season all of these things right and and uh, someone was talking about ideas and i really connected with that and that's how i started working with them we hosted the first ever tedx delhi in august yeah first august 2010 and uh, i said wow this has to come to bombay and we wrote to them asking them for a permission and they said tedx mumbai is already taken take some other name <laughs> okay. okay so i said tedx gateway of india <laughs> and they said no i don't think you can take anything with the word india in it uh, what is gateway i said gateway is the place where ideas are exchanged gateway is a place where the world found india the gateway is the place there is that i wrote like a i should love writing these long mails right and i wrote everything and they like you know this this is like a enthusiastic cutlet <laughs> give it to him <laughs> yeah because you have possibly one of the most unique names for a tedx event You know, honestly, we never thought we'll be able to do it beyond one session, and we wanted to make it about music because the only thing I could think of then is Gateway of India, musicians from across the world, and wow! And they said you can't make it so specific; it has to be generic. There's that. They actually, you know, I don't think I don't know how I got the license, but I probably gave all the wrong answers, and then finally I said, you know what? I agree to what you're saying. I think we can try to find out people from different lives. and different walks of life and figure it out i said okay try it out and you know the ted was just evolving tedx was just this baby that they had put out there 
only a handful of TEDx that happened, only a handful, like five, ten, nine maybe. And they said, someone's trying, let him try it out. And I remember um, we just said, okay, we'll do a hundred people event. And we were surprised. The first event got, we, we got scared. We produced it in 38 days flat. Okay, we did it in October end and we were scared because five days before the event, we had the police commissioner's daughter calling up and using, you know, telling us, oh, I need to get a pass. And I'm like, we just have 100 seats. What do we do? <laughs> and that 100 became 150, 200. I was frantically calling them and saying, what do we do? What do we do? Like, it's okay. It's the first year for everyone. Even we are learning. And I wrote like a, before the event started, I wrote an apology letter that I'm, you know, not able to curtail the audience. We are very scared. If you allow us some, you know, leeway in having more people. They said, no, we are surprised too because people are writing to us to attend your event. <laughs> I was like, is that good or bad? So we just went on, right? So so from this first event of 150 people, hmm. you organized the last TED for like 6,000 people? Well, how big was that? Yeah, 5,500 people. 5,500. I mean, yeah. that was possibly again one of the biggest TED events in the world. So how did you take this leap from 150 to 5,500? Um... So the X stands for exponential, right? I think over time, um, when when 100 people heard it, they called 300 more. 300 people heard, they called 900 more. It just kept on increasing. I remember the second event was 1,000 people. The third at, event... At, uh, NCPA. At NCPA, yeah. I mean, that was... A nightmare. That whole... That scene was not designed for no, an that event. that was the second event. That was actually the 2014 event. I'm, I'm talking about 2011. Oh. When it just started picking up, right? Uh, and we learned our own lessons. 2014 was a lesson. We had uh, eight, what, 1,600 people uh, in a capacity of 1,200, I think. And we had to make additional spaces and whatnot. But that taught us so much more. And actually, uh, it broke my will to actually continue further that time. The, the incident they're talking about with so many people because we couldn't control it. Some of our sponsors just got more and more guests and people just started pouring in. Also, we were clashing with another Lit Fest that time. So a lot of the people from the Lit Fest from the next auditorium just started coming here. And some other conferences, similar yeah. conferences that happened. So we were quite happy to see a lot of those guests come into our thing, but we didn't have space. And clearly, it was popularity, but we learned how to manage it better only after that. Like oh, but I, I think, I think so, you know, getting from 150 to five and a half thousand, I mean, forget about TEDx, you know, even larger events like people do events and conferences, none of them have been able to get to that kind of scale uh, in India. So what what do you really think was causing this? Was it the Shah Rukh Khan effect, you know, when Shah Rukh Khan did TED India or what was causing this? You know, I I don't know if it was anything to do with a particular star. I think there were always people who were intrigued by something like this. It was just the accessibility. When we had 1100 attendees, we really could not allow more people because where do you seat them? You know, and we've seen uh, that one year when people fought outside and, you know, people were really upset that they couldn't get inside. Even though they didn't have a seat, they just wanted to get inside. And we promised to ourselves that we will never, ever, ever go beyond a number. And that's our seat numbers and all of these things, which normally does not happen at TED. We had to enforce it through. And I think that time we made a conscious effort that if we grow, we will grow mainly to sections of society that probably feel it's more expensive. So, right, we came up with the 500 rupee pass. All of these are small amounts that we could probably, you know, small things that we could do to make sure people could get access to it. And, and think of it. 
if if there are 660 million youngsters there okay just trying to get 2000 3000 or 4000 of them to come and see something like this which will teach them like a lifelong lesson or give them so many ideas it's a small thing i'm i feel you know not that we will do it but if an event has to it will probably get 50000 people yeah we just 10% so it never was the thought to compete it never was the thought to just keep increasing it was always a thing that how many people can we get these ideas yeah. to no but you know again one of the thing which really really uh, surprises me is a lot of these events are organized by people who have been in the events business for years there are mm. people who have contacts in the business community social community people who have come from abroad to india so the profile of people who are ted organizers are you know very different mm. you were just out of college uh and uh, uh you know clearly your background again is not you know in that whole thing your father is of course in the government services to so anybody who's intelligent <laughs> today wants to meet you that's really what is happening because they want to come Thank on you, come on tedx <laughs> um i think uh, we never looked outside that way we just looked inside every time it was just about us trying to do better than what we could achieve and you've been there for most of these events right and i've taken feedback directly from you and many people at least at least 300 400 people who i know outright who will tell me the truth about what is good bad or what is ugly and we make sure that we try to put that up in the next way i mean the good part is we don't make the same mistakes we try our level best not to make the same mistakes but we make new mistakes right and that's how we kept on learning evolving learning evolving and that's what i was saying it was always about an internal uh, Uh, want to make a better thing something that if i was to watch or if i if my grandparents or my parents were to watch they they are a tough bunch to convince for all this they were to watch will they sit for more than 2 hours so there is this saying right which is very like one of my favorite quotes it is says that the professionals build the titanic hmm. and the amateurs build the ark ah. so i think in your case you had a bunch of amateurs but they were all passionate yeah yeah and they all i mean i don't know even now most of your employees are interns right i mean they you were they volunteers the, most the volunteers, volunteers and younger people from college you know and all of that right and they are the ones producing an event of this scale and while other companies are hiring you know mbas from all these places yeah. and i'm not an mba i know but i'm just <laughs> saying that you know that the the professionals can't do this So, and you are able to get interns and volunteers to organize an event so awesome you know probably that's because uh, again the sense of creating wonder cannot be professionalized i mean we try our level best to put systems and all but the chaos has itself that chaos pulls out the wonder and uh, sitting here today i can tell you uh what i think my speaker would look like on stage on that day probably the second speaker in the third session but you you can't templateize it you can't put like a structure to it because i'm not speaking about it right it's the speaker so in such a way that you can't put a template to the person it becomes very monotonous and that's what we try to make sure we don't do we don't put the structure we don't put like the script in place even though you know that's suggested a lot of people think that's what ted does but honestly we don't we tell this person that we are a platform we want your ideas to win we want your ideas to go to millions and we want to tell you who exactly are the listeners or who your stakeholders are and that's how we start building the talk we help them understand what is the impact of everything that they say from 
uh, how could they say it better? But that's about it. No, but you know, the question I have is that before this, you were in college, hmm. correct? Hmm. And what did you do in college for you to organize something as cool as this, right? Or do you think that you're still organizing a college event and it is just that it no. is? <laughs> college event was... Because I remember you did ma- many college events and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So I think college for me was was an eye opener. It it really allowed me to. And do by things. the way, for everybody, we went up. We were in the same college. Yeah. Vishal's my super senior. <laughs> the first senior I ever looked up to and said, "Aise kuch karna chahiye." Alag. I mean, I still I still tell my principal that, ma'am, we should have more people like this and not just CAs and <laughs> yeah, you know CFOs and all. I think we should have more entrepreneurs. And she agrees now, finally after years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The principal says, yeah, I agree with you. But um, in college, I said, college was, was an eye-opener. It uh, helped me see so many different possibilities. And actually, I tell you what, it helped me fail a lot. And no one, no one noticed it. I think that was the big thing. No one was noticing failure. They were only noticing success. And even if you wanted to do 100 things and you got away with one thing good and 99 failures, that itself helped you build that depth in you to you know go against everything and still try to do something different maybe that's why a lot of times when you try to see that you want to do an event people get stuck with the logistics of it the plan of it the idea of it or which profession we were always taught to do everything from ground up on our own okay be it at home uh, probably you know clean your own shoes do everything or even in college for example they wouldn't provide for anything they just said padhai karo marks leke etiquette milega nahi to right we were said we were like we wanted to do an event. We wanted to do something called Enigma. And they said, do what you want. We'll give you a few days off. But mm. if you don't get marks in exam, we'll fail you. You know, in fact, <laughs> my belief is that, you know, people should actually take part in all extracurricular yeah. activities in college. Because that's 100%. where they learn organizing skills. That's where they learn to fail. College While is the most important. All the studious yeah. people are only in the library studying. And, you know, most of these people, as you said, end up becoming chartered accountants and, you know, CFOs. Which is a good thing for yeah. them, but I, I don't think they enjoy. They realize a few years later that probably the most important part of their lives they cannot get back. I have so many of my friends who feel that. And I feel happy that, you know, uh, I I did whatever I could do and fail, right? Because there was no, there was pressure. There was pressure, you know, civil services and all. Uh, but it never was, like, my granddad never told me that I'll feel upset with you if you don't. He said, if you're happy with what you're doing, that's it. And that's it. You know, that's all. That's and, the only And your granddad I, is in the, was in the police, yeah, right? He was, yeah. he, was uh, he retired as DG police in Maharashtra. So, it was at a very senior level. I, I, I think all of me is, bec- or what I am today is probably because of the encouragement he gave me. And he was the only person that I wanted to show success to. So, like I said, my audience was very different, right? It was just internal. It was never external. And we were surprised with the kind of external people came up. It was crazy. But all this because in college we learned to fail. We learned to try things. And, you know, there was a saying that once uh, amused me, which I heard out of college, that in inside the walls of college, you play life. Outside the walls of college, life plays you. Yeah. So absolutely. please play life. <laughs> while you are in college. While you are in college, make the most out of it. No one's ever going to ask you for your scores. No one's ever going to say... Bats me kitty lagada kya? And no one's ever going to say that why did you get 48% or whatever. I mean, if you're in Podar, 48% is like platinum, man. It's very good. But, uh, man, I think college changed everything. I was actually an introvert in school. Mm-hmm. Not really just here or there, but 
going in college, uh, we were able to meet so many people. I came from a typical ICC background. Uh, also, for for us to directly go into, you know, with this ego saying ICSC woman and all, all that got smashed in college. And we went ground up, like suddenly everything went from ground. So people didn't know you, people didn't care about your background. All they care about is what have you done that is good or what is different. The Vishal Gondal Show will be right back after this break. How aware do you think you are of your laws and rights? Do you look up to laws when you are caught up in situations? Do you know what your rights are when you're stuck somewhere bad? Well, here's a show that can help you move an inch closer to being aware of what your rights are. Tune in to Know Your Kanoon with me, Amar Rana. This is a podcast meant to answer all your law-related queries. Catch Know Your Kanoon every week on the IVM website or the app or anywhere you get your podcast from. And so what do you think what? is different in today's college life? I mean, this was, you know, in, a, in my time and maybe your time. But in today's college, people are so stressed and everybody is trying to study for some course to go abroad. Everybody is doing SAT and GMAT and everything, right? So college seems to be a very different place now. So I was in college in the SMS time, right? There yeah, was no SMS WhatsApp. world. Yeah, there was yeah, no SMS WhatsApp. World. Like SMS had just come that time, right? We were 3310 generation. Yeah. Nokia, no, Nokia 3310. Yeah, and then 6600 happened. Uh, so we've seen this transition, right? We were in college and in college. People are in college but out of college, right? They're not really into so things. So people today forget college. People are just not in the present. Whoever you're yeah. talking to is physically in front of you, but mentally they are doing five other yeah. things, which they, is they, the, don't, they can't enjoy anything. Which is a big problem of, especially the younger generation is even worse. Believe me, I'm dealing with a few of them. Yeah. So you're two startups. Yeah. <laughs> so Veer now, his typical day is he's having the Xbox. Mm. Then he has an iPad. Mm. Then he has his mobile phone and laptop. Mm. So that's how he consumes content now. Like four devices in front of him. You know, that's that's so close to singularity. You know? Like, like <laughs> maybe you're in a TED, like it's going to be a part of us. Or maybe it might just go opposite. You might just go Burning Man, right? Yeah, completely. Nothing. <laughs> you have no access to anything. Anything. But in uh, the question you asked about the time then and time now, I think the opportunities now are much more. Even that time we had new careers to look at. We had objectives. Everyone had to get into a job or a B-school. B-school was like the the word. Suddenly just came up and everyone was running towards some cat mad chat exam. And uh, everybody was giving a three or four letter word exam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was one called Atma. <laughs> Sorry, Atma. <laughs> what uh, is that? Yeah, it's there. It's there. Well, Incas required it, I think. But good exams. All of this was good, but I never understood the point. You know, I really felt if 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 someone wants to learn something, why is there why are there barriers? And in today's world, there's no barrier. You want to learn something, go to Coursera. It's probably free and available, and from the source, the from best, the best expert best in the world. Best expert in the world, huh? Not even some second, third uh, choice of teacher that probably wants to teach you or not teach you, or you know, in some in some four wall infrastructure. So I think uh, opportunities have increased, but at the same time, attention and probably uh, many more things. People really consider this wanderlust phase as like, you know, you know, forget doing anything, just travel the world and all. No, I think it's people extremes. think that becoming successful is so easy. All I need is a YouTube channel 
and that's it i will have millions of people and i'll make millions of dollars that is what people all the billions. young people no one thinks millions boss yeah. billions zamane mein aap everyone thinks billions you know and if you ask them kitne zero nahi pata <laughs> so i i remember i was in this uh, bombay stock exchange uh, talk or some symposium and there were some 800 kids in front and i asked them uh, tell me one purely indian startup you guys are really proud of and you know one guy stands up and uh, you know he's just saying uh, what what kind of indian startup so i said no any homegrown startup and all so they all started thinking 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 they didn't have answers okay they just didn't have answers and that was an eye opener this generation was so disconnected from their own they were outside more than inside right some people said you know whatsapp is big in india so they assume ki maybe a startup which is big in india it's not whatsapp coming to india means it's already global right no one ever ever said uh, future group for example i think that was a startup that went big or no one ever said gokio india games i was really looking at these guys who probably skipped one or two generations and are plugged elsewhere that's the problem in almost every four walls they're elsewhere they they're not making anything for their immediate consumption they're not internalizing they're elsewhere so how do you find inspiring ideas for this generation who is elsewhere my team is young this this if i want to find i mean aryan is 14 <laughs> yeah yeah of course i mean he's the validation point for me the one big reason why i tell my team listen to aryan is because if he does not like it if a 14 year old kid does not understand or like it Boss, five years later, these guys are going to be the consuming population. They will <laughs> exactly, not like it. Exactly. So I think an average size of the, I mean, average age group of the team is twenty-two to twenty-four, maybe. And um, I literally look at their face expression when I drop an idea and say, "What do you think of this guy who's probably uh, reinventing the wheel?" And if they get it or not get it, that's that's exactly what decides it. I mean, it's there are many more things to it, but. you know if your if your consumer is going to be this age group build for the consumer no because as i said you are literally right now in the business of collecting ideas mm. you know that is a very difficult thing you know we say that ideas are damn a dozen but how do you differentiate the good and the bad ideas no i don't collect i don't think i'm i'm anyone to collect ideas i don't think so i'm no one to be a no but when you are presenting of, the 20 or 30 people You are collecting and presenting the best ideas, but you have to see twenty thousand other ideas. That's too much idea. of a responsibility, honestly, if you put it that way. I think what we do is we literally try to see who, which idea uh, would matter, put our perspective to it, and share it. So, They, if somebody sit listening to this podcast and wants to come and present their idea on TEDx Gateway, what is your recommendation to them? What do they have to do to, you know, impress these? kids who are in your team who are <laughs> evaluating these ideas i would if it was a few years ago i would just say be profound but that's not <laughs> the case these guys cut through bullshit <laughs> like ah, boss chala jaya say like they are the swipe right or left generation right yeah. <laughs> and it happens in seconds in and they seconds. have the choice saying if they're not going to listen to you they're looking at their phone so goodbye boss yeah um i think i think something really meaningful the first thing people my team really tunes into good you know is this person doing good is this person doing something meaningful and they're very smart in catching uh, 
people who are you know probably floozies in terms of doing hundreds of things but not one thing they 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 are very good at catching people who are just speaking for the heck of it they're very good this generation cuts through the crap because they value their own time because they have so much better to do apart from doing this they're very cutthroat so when you put a good idea in front of them and if it does not last the first 3 seconds honestly the first 3 seconds 10 seconds 30 seconds 45 seconds 1 minute 125 and 140 these are the circles we draw in a talk and say is this making sense in the first 3 seconds i mean not that we force the speaker to but if you are able to catch an attention online in 3 seconds that's facebook's time for changing a video and for you to play the autoplay time then the 10 seconds for them to buy in then the 30 seconds for them to understand and then the 1 minute 20 seconds for them to understand where you're going to because each of these places is a drop point okay this is what you've learned and if you're not relevant to them in those drop points so you're saying 3 seconds then then 10 seconds 3 10 30 45 1 130 145 there are many of these stops it's not a formula but some of the most amazing talks tell you what they want to tell you for the next 8 minutes in the first 30 seconds itself okay you see ramesh raskar's talk ramesh what, what is a genius, genius. <laughs> he knows how to put a technical idea in a very easy to understand perspectives 10 seconds he has bought you in okay 30 40 seconds he has another buy in a minute later you are you are dying to hear him a minute and a half lady tells you the idea and you are like boss take my attention it's all yours right ramesh does that i think i learned so much when when i was in uh, this one room and ramesh was uh, just being was all nervous about his talk on stage at ted global and i was like boss you'll be all fine and you know the kind of effort he was putting to do that but on stage effortless effortless and he was talking about this camera that can look around corners yeah. and it has so I many technical talk, yeah. so many technical terms but he said it so well or even his tedx gateway or tedx boston talk so right? so gi- give give everybody a sense of how much preparation or rehearsal or practicing goes into a ted talk because people just see the final result and they think oh this guy came yeah. and you know suddenly gave this talk there and there. Hmm? <laughs> there are a lot of edits that no, but, in, but yeah what what is a typical preparation time how much time would it take for somebody to deliver Depen- depends completely look um i i was very inspired when i saw hans dalal hans uh, is a tiger conservationist at the same time um, at a very young age he was diagnosed with cerebral palsy hans probably took a good month to even get to building a stock and he had so much of difficulties in standing there and i mean you know we hadn't confirmed him till the end but deep down my heart i was always sure that i'm going to put him on stage i just wanted him to cross that threshold and you know be confident enough that he can deliver it or sudhara kolve 41 rehearsals across two he's months he's a photographer yeah and now padmashri padmashri yeah yeah uh, but amazing the the kind of passion i think he comes and tells us the the kind of hard work you so guys 41 put in 41 rehearsals 41 rehearsals that means multiple others off stage or multiple others of our office space or whatever so 41 were on stage rehearsals so yeah, you can basically on the red dot yeah you can assume that there are at least 100 out <laughs> off stage yeah, i'm sure any of my speakers at 3 o'clock at night if they see ashraj just calling me they started the line <laughs> but look my team uh, would probably know their lines more than them and that passion even as of today while we are building these talks and you know we are trying to find these lines we are trying to figure what is a better way of doing it 
but honestly we can only encourage people eventually they'll find a better way of it and all this is a process it's it's not like a best talk is delivered over one time in fact a first draft is probably going to change 100 times over so is there any talk you know out of all the talks which you have you know curated or listened to which has affected you personally to the extent that you had to do some changes in your own life hmm quite a few yeah when you're when you're when you have a ringside view of all of this and you probably get to select and put these talks on stage you first put it because it's going to affect you first like i said internalize right uh sudhar okolwe's talk on uh what does human dignity really mean from the lens of conservatory workers affected me a lot because it showed us how as humans we ourselves create these invisible classes not just that it's about dalits being uh, conservatory workers and all but just about how he said um the one who you call the kachra wala is actually cleaning the kachra you make he is the safai wala mm. it made me start looking at things in a very different way okay or sonam wangchuk when he spoke about education and how the best colleges and schools in the country are all posting 99% uh, or 98% cutoffs he said and and students were not getting through a large number it wasn't the students failing it was the system that was failing made me remember how it was for us in school or college and i was like you're right in this way india is never going to prosper you'll probably be feeling inferior because your marks are inferior and you'll never ever do up a job that is a job creator's role or you'll always be a person who will be seeking an outsourcing or a you know second thing second line job right all of these things affect me to think every day what ideas do you want to put out there uh, i personally was very also very affected by chetna gala's talk chetna gala ji was uh, a speaker at tedx gateway 2013 and then we are, we are hoping she'll be the guest on the show in the next season oh you should get her yeah out of the world i think very few women have that power within them to and her story of it. yeah how she has built that bank was amazing so much more what she is doing right now the cattle camp story you should ask yeah, her yeah so chetna ji again she said against all odds they went through and they fought this so i, I always through these speakers i've learned so much that i mean honestly it's just amazing i think i owe all my success to them because they really inspire you every time i tell myself you know uh eight tedx gateway is done you know just take a break and just probably half away into the event i'm like next year i'm going to do this <laughs> <laughs> and my wife looks at me and akanksha and i just told her like so the last two tedx is bus ho gaya i yeah, have a break no, I, you said you're going to get this guys the iron man suit is come and that's it <laughs> yeah that's it the iron man suit comes and that's it and this is we're talking about a flying car <laughs> i mean talking about stora this this parkour group that's coming down to india and and i'm like wow can you know what that's going to be like cuz you probably think of it this way that you are you have attention of 6000 people for 10 hours what and these can are, you do and these are not any 6000 people i know your you know the audience include billionaires yeah. ministers industrialists Uh, just about the who's who of uh, the business world the creative world are there it's just another tedx so, and it is not, that's what i said right so it's not like the audience is some acha pacha audience i mean the audience is uh, the best audience you can get for any event i mean i i now have seen myself that kumar mangaram birla attends the whole damn event 
every time i mean i i don't know of any other event with these guys would be attending the whole day probably because what pulls them is the curiosity um these are like mentors you know and and i feel uh, uh, i feel grateful that it's the speakers that we put on stage and the kind of conversation you build gets us access to people like this because they have so much to share so that they're not always public about it right and and i think that's what we've been able to do when a good idea goes on stage you just don't know who's going to be able to help them it could be uh, mr birla it could be a sajjan jindal ji it could be uh, shashi tharoor there all of these people and a lot of times the audience has finally taken up the ideas oh many help. times i've had people in the audience quit their jobs and ramesh is uh, ceo for inetra quit his job uh, in 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 some pharmaceutical if i'm not wrong and joined him and so many students because one of the thing i always keep on emphasizing there is more students one because we never had such a platform we we were not on 3g 5g 4g whatever we were just probably the cassette generation that went to the dvd and that's it right that's the fastest we could see things then and if you see the kind of change it this can bring in students it's much more than probably uh, me or you mm-hmm. yeah uh, they are able to mold everything in their capacity to become something that that's inspired them right for you and me it's still family you have to look at society a lot of these things are also real responsibilities to look at but i think if you are able to tell students that this is what the world is doing or these are the people who are really changing the world imagine the inspiration they will get and how will they turn out to be no, but there's this new criticism right now of ted which is now coming up where everybody is saying that oh it is looking like it's too much of a show and it's more like you know it's been the preparation is happening uh and it is losing the it looks like completely rehearsed versus original so online that's what a lot of people that's keep, a good job done yeah that's a good job done i think we owe it to our speakers that we deal with our videos professionally we give them the best setup possible the best uh you know the best everything and if you see a good product it's because we took efforts towards it it's not because it was made that way on on ground if you see it please come on ground people make mistakes you know someone asked me saying how come your speakers never drink water in between their talk so because we edited it <laughs> it's not that we don't you know we could keep it but the attention of a person online is thinning right you want to make something crisp so it's thank so it's, you it's edited that, and packaged it's not like no not packaged it's just facilitated to be better we don't edit their voice and oh, yeah, yeah. there was an article that said ted inserts ideas and all no yaar kisko itna time nahi hai you know wo ek time edit room mein gaya raw footage 12 camera ka raw footage bas ek edit nikal do kafi hai The Vishal Gondal show will be right back after this break. Hi, my name is Anupam Gupta. I'm B50 on Twitter. I am the host of Paisa Paisa, a show that talks money. On my show, I speak to experts from every field of money and finance, from stock markets, equities, debt funds, credit cards, life insurance, every possible area of money and finance that you can think of. We even did an episode on cryptocurrency. I've got fantastic guests from mutual funds to personal finance experts everywhere. Robo advisory, startups, just name it, we've got it. At Paisa Paisa, we help you make smart decisions about money. You work hard for money. Now make your money work hard for you. New episodes out every Monday, and you can listen to my show on the IVM Podcast app or any other podcasting app that you have. 
आई रिमेम्बर लास्ट ईयर द बिग अनाउंसमेंट केम आप फर्स्ट शाहरुख खान डिलीवर्ड स्टेट टॉक वी वर ऑल देर एंड वी सॉ वैनकूवर वेंट मैड अबाउट इट Yeah, and then when finally Shahrukh was the host of TED India, nice soch. How did did you see a difference in people now coming up with ideas? Because that was that show was a much more mass Hindi kind of show. So after that show, are you seeing any difference in the kind of people who are coming up and saying, "Mere paas bhi idea hai"? Are you seeing smaller towns? And I'm just trying to understand that has TED now gone much more deeper in the country, or is it still definitely? A, I think I think the TV show helped penetrate into areas where people didn't look at TED as a three-letter English word. They kind of understood it's a platform, okay. And um, even though a lot of times people just see it's a TV show, when they go to TED dot com, they they don't only just see thirty thirty two videos of what they saw on the TV show. They see three thousand of them. right and they are all transcribed into various languages 116 languages and somewhere they see one indian speaker who's not on the tv show but elsewhere and they get inspired look it's it's you cannot trap ideas yeah doing a tv show a radio show and all is just a form of getting you that idea and good ideas will never ever ever be trapped and, fact, and good ideas are not waiting for ted good right, ideas are right. happening irrespective irrespectively So I think the more the effort, as in we used to do simulcasts, because our venue was just thousand people. We used to do eight simulcasts of four hundred, five hundred people minimum, because good like ideas could not be trapped. And look what happened when we said we'll do one event, we got five thousand, five hundred people. So definitely, this is this is how people are going to consume ideas. This is how uh, ideas are going to spread even further. No, and so so just coming back to a little bit again on your on your family front, UK, your grandfather. police officer your father is in the customs yeah he's an irs officer irs officer and you were going to become in the civil services so what happened how did you decide to leave all of that and you know take up an entrepreneur now you are running your own company you're organizing tedx you're doing so many other things in the media world in the entertainment world and the education world uh, but how did this transition happen probably i think you're the only you're the the first business person in your family generation or there are others also so um my dad's a kannadiga mom's a gujarati so business is always in my on my mom's side okay. i don't think we were that successful on the dad side of business uh but again that's probably how i was grown up i i i learned few things from my nana learned a lot of things from my granddad and probably i was in podar which was lot of the business community was there right they taught me so many things and i'm i'm not the best businessman though but i i kind of like the fact that something unique was created out of all of this you know it's not the same business of trying to sell something to someone or trying to you know be a middleman to something uh when the whole thought of civil services came in the logic was simple i have two hands and two legs you have two hands and two legs we have the same brain possible Uh, our existence in this world is defined by what we do for people do you want to serve two people above you in a private company or a corporation you know you're just serving a boss or do you want to serve millions below you that's the choice and that's why civil services uh, was the right thing for me because i really even today when i meet any of these bureaucrats i am in awe i'm like wow they they are doing real stuff they're doing things that don't have to be a quarter to quarter review eventually 
they're doing they're affecting lives in the real way uh, one decision of a civil servant somewhere or the other can change lives of millions of people in one go and interestingly not many people know about civil like we always talk of politicians yeah. but we r- very rarely talk of civil servants but they are the ones really running the country right yeah they are the ones who stabilizing it i mean every 5 years if you have a different government or a coalition coming who's keeping it you know who's keeping basic things straight it's the bureaucracy that goes in and civil services not only with the administrators in ias ips it's about every other person even an indian audit and account service person it's keeping the country sane so i mean civil services is like a very tough exam right i was told it's even tougher than ca and other things yeah yeah definitely uh it's the syllabus is you know it was rumored to be anything under the sun wow yeah and <laughs> and and you then did you complete your studies did you drop out what no, did you... i went till the mains nothing i didn't clear after that honestly i think i wasn't too passionate about it though i had the right reasoning and that's why i could resonate with ted because the whole logic of two hands two legs for millions really made sense here also i think i've always wanted to be more creative and the few people i used to see who has to look up to in the services they started leaving it one of them quit and joined tatas someone else quit and started his own thing someone else said eventually after this i will uh, go and join some group and become something there and i said no but what have i built what can i build that will last for years ahead so that's the whole thing everything i do is comes with that thought saying what do you build that does not vanish off like and, this and you also briefly worked with the election commission right yeah, what was, was that OSD? i was in usd in 2008-9 uh, yeah and how was it like working for the election commission right <laughs> not many people know what happens in the election commission yeah we so i used to work under uh, the additional collector and just before elections there's an entire team set up and they have various other functions i used to handle media partnerships very vaguely no one never thought of it media partnerships yeah. election commission exactly no one thought of it so the thought was whatever i had learned about partnerships sponsors uh finding the right people to build something so we we basically got into various partnerships with mtv channel v times of india mumbai mirror uh vu tvs you know all of these brands and uh, we just went and told them an idea that look the elections is the biggest thing possible that's going to happen it takes 5 years and it happens in two phases the central and state elections and you basically have this opportunity of being present as a brand around it and i know that tata which chai was there was one tea brand which came right yeah, which was yeah, the jagore jagore yeah. yeah it was an ngo funded and tata i think did something and not nothing to do with us but we ended up doing these partnerships around uh get your voters card in 7 days that was the line like people from different states were asking saying how are you doing it Honestly the system is always there to print and get it done we just had to make sure all the systems in different districts were aligned that means our data coming from municipality the fire department uh the central voters department everything was aligned now you're talking about we had 68 lakh new voters registered okay and imagine all this is happening in that year a lot of young voters yeah a lot of young voters First because time. they were they were like we did this campaign with mtv for uh, roadies and uh, they first asked for a voters card and then the license you know that was the big change saying if you are a real roadie you have an identity and that's for your country or mumbai mirror said uh, 
Mumbai won't have an identity if you don't have one, right? These were campaigns that they devised. We built a platform for them to sit and devise those campaigns and be able to execute it. And the government was very happy. They were shocked that they didn't have to pay a rupee to get that. <laughs> this is the first time it was the other way around. That all of these guys spent money to do something for the government. So that issued in public interest actually became public interest. And that's how the partnership flipped. It was very successful. We gave a 104-year-old a voter's card. Uh, we had an 18-year-old kid who on his birthday got his entire society registered online for a voter's card. And 68 lakh voter's card is a very big, big thing. Wow. Yeah. So you've been innovating like ever since you got out of college, yeah? Maybe. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, the, it's, it's just... So, so then why did you not pursue? I mean, you know, I'm sure you would have been a great civil servant. Why did you not pursue that? Hmm... No, I think I'm happy with what I'm doing right now. Because these, these ideas could have somehow funneled back into the government, right? I mean, that's what you could have done so effectively. So one, I, I think service to your country is not just limited to services, right? I think somewhere or the other, uh, the path I took by putting 300 people from India on stage and taking them, I feel it's a much larger thing. And I, I'm not saying someone had to do it. I'm just saying I found joy in doing it, right? Every day I wake up and I see that... Um, there is this uh, 11-year-old in Pune who's built this ship that recycles plastic. And I want to take that guy to the world. I want to make sure that the 11-year-old's dream does not... No, and again, that girl, uh, uh, what's her name? Katyal. Ishita Katyal. Ishita Katyal. Yeah. She's such a sweet yeah, girl yeah, and yeah. so the smart. Youngest, she was the youngest TED speaker. Then there was Lydian. At seven, he just blew the audience away by playing that symphony... And wow, that's the kind of potential India has. And if if today someone in, let's say, some part of Bombay wakes up to being inspired by, by Lydian or Ishita or uh, Hazik, I am so happy that my job is done. And I think that's a larger role. Probably uh, a system wouldn't have helped me. So, so you know, now TEDx is an uh, independently organized event. Yes. It is not something where you make money. This is not your day job. This is... All this amazing stuff you do is actually your hobby. So, what yeah, is your day 50%. job? Tell me more about your, your education startup you're working on right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, it's it's very early to decide. So, basically, uh, you know this image uh, that keeps coming to your mind about these five small kids who are picking up small trash from the road. And there's a headline on top of it saying, hidden in, in one of these kids is probably a solution for ending cancer. You know, and they, they will never get education because they'll be treated for the way they are in society or probably they'll have many more hardships before they even think of education, right? Uh, the whole idea is, uh, while TEDx allows me to do this, this, this huge, create this huge platform, it is eventually, you know, it is eventually an event that goes online and it's a community, right? I love doing that. Uh, I, I, I consult with a few of these companies on various other things. But while I'm doing that, that one thing that keeps me thinking is this this problem, right? And we've been able to bring in four or five people together. Someone who runs a B-school, someone who runs a TV channel, someone who's been a teacher all her life, someone who's probably looking at education in a very different way because they run 10 different schools. 
and we've been asking them saying what is the limitation that you face someone says infrastructure someone says quality of teachers someone say attention someone says bad uh, syllabus because it's not been upgraded for years it's putting our kids behind not going ahead and someone simply says that it's soon going to be a world where everyone learns the best and i'm saying why is that product still not here why is it that a coursera does only a part of it udacity does a part of it why is there nothing if netflix can go so popular that everyone can probably aspire to get it and amazon prime's go why is there nothing in that space for education because if you think of it it's actually service to humanity if you give everyone the same quality of education minus the infrastructure i mean the infrastructure adds the cost right the teachers add the cost why is it that an ib school has to have the best education so, so is this the big idea you're working on it's the big problem the big problem you're trying to solve a yeah. solution for okay yeah. it's a big it's it's in ramesh raskar's word words it will he'll call it a wicked uh, problem yeah yeah like some people who could probably be changing the world and tom vijack also calls it the yeah he, he's coming in town soon by the way yeah okay so um yeah it's, it's this wicked problem uh while a lot of the smart people in the world are figuring out how to sell you something online with a click or how to increase your attention for a few more seconds on an ad i think i i, I wish we could have this union of sorts the smartest people in the world trying to educate one child one child at a time that's it it could be any age group it could be actually i think education starts with minus 2 parents start reading books about a child and then it goes up and up and up and there's no boundary to it but if you look at the way education is right now uh, if you just go online and search blouse comma tamil on youtube you'll see a video with 8.7 million views as of yesterday uh made at a measly cost It's just one phone camera, and this lady is teaching you how to cut a blouse piece. It's it's amazing how 8.7 million times it's been viewed, and there are thousands of people who've commented. And she was inspired to set up her own channel, right? Wow! Yeah, and that's just in Tamil. Six sixty million youngsters. If you could teach them basics and skills. you could teach them basic knowledge i'm not talking about a 1 plus 1 equals to 2 not your grade learning i'm sure by jews and many other people are doing some amazing work there but someone has to teach them much more than just school much more than just school so you talking of skills almost is that what we are talking skills about skills is a part of it it's just a part small part but a part of it you know it could be learning cricket it could be uh, you know how do you run a startup or basics of it i don't think there's one person who can answer all these questions but i can definitely think of a new age school that can mm-hmm. i can definitely think that tomorrow and also one more space that i think is interesting why do we need universities to certify something because probably because the whole thought of universities being these huge infrastructural bodies with a lot of cost going on that's the reason why they don't innovate probably they have actual pressures to not keep changing syllabus and printing new things and running exams for it if you remove all that the the education part the grade learning the knowledge learning the critical thinking becomes more emphasized upon so look given that you have seen thousands of people coming and pitching you ideas what are the common things you are now seeing between all these innovators who are coming up good or bad both what is the good common good, good thing and common bad optimism thing? oh my god against all odds people are so optimistic 
so optimistic and that's india i think india may yeah. you know the you know um, one of my speakers was a heart surgeon done 15000 uh, surgeries devi shetty yeah dr yeah, devi shetty wow he's a genius in one man. of his talk he said i think india is directly run by god <laughs> i was like that's a heart surgeon saying that you know i was amazed i'm like sir why do you say that he said like, look around you you know all this will fall apart you're able to put it up against all odds there are people here listening you know if even 10% of this chaos had to happen in a developed world what would happen and that's when the whole thought was oh developing world versus the world that has stopped developing it wasn't about developed right and you had these things that are just just being able to these two poles to look at in a very different way and now that's the exact thing we're seeing we're seeing people who say i've done a billion dollar startup and this that i want to give a talk and i said okay what is it talk about my achievements I said why would someone listen to it because i have achieved so much and trust me it's it, i fall into a very ba- bad spot with some of these guys <laughs> probably they'll hate me they'll hate me one of them very close friend of yours um uh, but he, i have a lot of billionaire friends i know <laughs> you know one of them man this guy is a real inspiration to me he's not like that but uh, you know i said there's nothing innovative because when you put it online the world is quite brutal if they don't understand the first 3 to 10 seconds they're not going to listen to you boss and i look bad that way right on the other end you have you have kids like hazi kazi or you have uh, gitanjali rao again 11 year old they're able to do so much more because access to that knowledge is now given to them think of what will that happen also one thing i want to tell you there's this huge influx of coaches motivational coach inspirational coach presence so coach tedx is tedx speaker has <laughs> now become a linkedin thing like you know yeah. people send you requests where it says tedx speaker tedx speaker yeah yeah no comment it's a calling card man it is it's good also yeah because you probably been you know vetted by someone to go on a stage and give a talk but i think in the future it it's all it's all going to come back to the fact that look the community is huge you've created content for us and people are very smart they will see something and they'll take it up or they will take it down right so i think you have to be able to create something meaningful and that's where tedx is going now more and more people are able to create and they are understanding yeah. curation better so you know so i really love this philosophy of yours of serving people to people who above you or serving millions of people under you mm. um so let's imagine that you were given the opportunity to join the government Mm. you know whatever happened right suddenly you get a call from uh, the prime minister's office and say we want to make you the minister of education mm. you know hypothetically so what will be the four or five things you will do to this country to change our education system and how can we get this ideas into it's a, that it's system it's controversial because there are existing systems that thrive on this you know and with due respect those are the systems that we are born out of So let's let's accept it that if we are able to talk like this, it's because that no, system. No, worked. but we were the black sheep correct, of correct, the correct. system. We were not the, you know, I I am a college dropout. You didn't. I mean, I'm sure you you did well in college, but not like first ranker or were you first ranked? Forty eight percent minimum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That standard. That's so we we scraped through, right? I mean, we yeah. were not the. No, sixty seventies. No, no, yeah, I I never. I don't think that really mattered because I never felt passion to it. Okay, but uh, like like I said. The first few things that you would look at is one is not change the segment system. It's there for a reason and exists for a reason. Changing the system involves, you know, removing too many things. You're rooting out the problem, right? I think augmenting the problem or augmenting a layer to the problem is the first step. Uh, 
And you know, eventually I feel people will like this form of learning, this whole digital learning. If India can grow, what, overnight into digital fintech, right? Uh, if, if Paytm could become what it is and still give the best service possible at the lowest price or probably no price, I think education should go there. Because fintech is not going to pull a person out of poverty. Education will. If you empower a person... So you need the Paytm of education. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Maybe Netflix of education. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's a work in progress. It's a, it's a, like I said, it's not a solution. It's a problem you're trying to counter. Maybe there will be multiple yeah. solutions to it. So, you know, I also know that a lot of corporates come to you to say, oh, you know, we have to make our companies innovative and all of that. So what is happening in the corporate world? Because a lot of startups are coming and disrupting these corporates. Paytm is going to, you know, disrupt the entire banking sector. We know a lot of banks are going to be bankrupt. Bank. <laughs> <if they>, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, already we have been seeing all the issues around NPAs, etc. Right. So what is being discussed? What are these companies telling you and how are you helping these large companies? So clearly there's disruption. But every generation has their own problem. Paytm will have its own problem too in the next generation to come. And likewise, these guys also have it. When the system grows so big, there have to be loopholes. People exploit it. Similarly with anything else. I'm sure Vijay Shikhar Sharma also has his own uh, battles to win through and go ahead. But they've been able to do it in a medium that reaches faster. right? Banks took a while, remember? When was the last time we went to a bank outlet? Don't remember. It still exists. It still <laughs> exists. A lot of money being spent on rental. So I think uh, uh, a lot of people are holding on to things because they've spent so much effort on it. And then there are few people who see the smart thing coming across because digital is enabling, technology is augmenting a lot of these things and they swipe it off, right? A lot of people I work with in, in my actual paying job allow us to show them a future of that disruption or give them access to the source of it. Who is going to disrupt this market? If I want to get into making or becoming a car manufacturer, who in the EV space is a big guy? This is not the smoke screens of your BCGs, McKinsey's. They're great. They're great when it has to. I'm not talking about reports from them. I'm talking about our job is very simple. It's not so complex. We go to the source. So if when one of the clients wanted to talk about electronic vehicles and they said, who is building the next step in electronic. It's not Elon Musk. There was a guy at Google actually who's doing that and he's done that consistently. We were able to collect such people and bring them, okay, for a one-on-one -on -one discussion with this group. Uh, the other thing that we did, I, I really like this, is one thing that a lot of these guys are now realizing is that in between the generations that they have, the old, the new generation, the young, the disruptive generation and the old traditional ones, they really want to find a make peace kind of a way right and 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 the founders of the company are like look it has to be a company. i have new management and old management they don't talk to each yeah. other so the vision changes right and how to achieve that vision has so to i have change. to tell you i'll again not name the company recently we had a very good meeting so the company is now run by the son of the promoter very smart harvard educated or you know wherever he's in this board meeting with us 
and there i have these young people of his management and there are these old people mm. and we are giving ideas and the old people are saying this is a crap how is this going to generate revenue for me so every idea you give their question is how is it going to make revenue how is it going to improve my bottom line and the younger people are like listen we have to innovate our business will not remain if there is so and i could see that they were like literally frustrated that these two people are not understanding each other and is this, is it what you are seeing too some places where i'm allowed to <laughs> okay okay um yeah i'm sure this is the thing with every it's it's a it's a change of a generation the vishal gondal show will be right back after this break agar aapki zindagi mein koi aisi aapko duvidha ho jiska sawal koi de nahi pa raha to humne banaya hai aapke liye ek khaas show जिसका नाम है सुन लो जी सुर लो जी जिस पर मैं पवन कुमार आपका सूत्रधार आपका स्वागत करता हूँ ताकि आप पूछ सके सवाल सोनू से यस आई एम सोनू हेलो प्लीज टू मेक योर मीटिंग आई एम सुपर रियलिटी सेलिब्रिटी और दुनिया के कोई भी प्रॉब्लम नहीं है जो सेलिब्रिटी सॉल्व नहीं कर सकते तो मैं आपके सारे प्रॉब्लम्स का हलाइजेशन एंड सॉल्वाइजेशन कर दूंगा तो जी हाँ सोचिए मत जरूर सुनिए सुन लो जी सुन लो जी हर बुधवार डेट इज वेनेसडे प्लीज लाइक आए शेयर आए कबाइटलाइज अगर आपके पास कोई भी प्रॉब्लम्स है सोनू को बताइए सोनू सारे प्रॉब्लम सॉल्व कर सकता है इसी तरह तो मैं सुपर सेलिब्रिटी बना हूँ there is someone listening who is a middle or senior level executive in a company what is your recommendation to them you meet these young bright people with all these amazing ideas every day what do you think is going to happen to all these people who are sitting in their cushy chairs what Some do they of the sh- most powerful people in the world that i've met don't stop learning they have cushioned themselves from this disruption because you know one of them taught me that never spend money on something that is never going to give you money you know never spend money be stingy about it if it's not going to give you back money or return in money never spend money whereas there was another person who told me that you know you should look at an organization as a deeply rooted tree just by putting one new uh, you know just one new branch to it or adding a new flower to it it's not going to completely accept it it might look good to you you might like that but what do you want you want it to look good or you want it to function the way it is right So when all of these learnings that I've got are from people who have read something, who have learned something, and in their life perfected it, that's education for me, right? It's not just knowledge; it's a, it's a grade learning. Your B schools, your schools, add to the knowledge that is stored and all, and the critical thinking that you evaluate and you so, finally come so out. So this is the best example I tell people is that every year I go to TED. I mean, you've seen that, and we have Jeff Bezos. attending every session with a book and taking yeah. notes yeah this is now the richest man in the world yeah he is attending all sessions almost all sessions with pin drops with like he is not hanging out with other people he's just there taking notes and that's amazing and here we have all these you know rich people of our country who are like listen why should i go and attend a session where i am not speaking i think the attitude over here about people is that why i should will, i fill a form yeah <laughs> why should i fill a form why should i go to an event where i am not the speaker where i am not the speaker or I, which i have to pay to attend yeah or why am i not being awarded i should be on stage yeah exactly so i think the attitude here is and and the the ted example is there is bill gates there there is you know uh, 
of course the netflix ceo read his yeah. everybody is there and they are all hanging out as audience members taking notes and getting the ideas from these people and the attitude here is very different right getting the minute you are trying to call a ceo of a company they are like oh you know why should i come and what is in it for me what happens to something when it starts getting rust it spreads yep it's not recovered Zunk, right? yeah yeah so that's that's what it is you know these guys know i mean i don't think they're doing it because they want to save their company they are doing this because they want to learn they want to they want to be one step ahead no, and and i think the only exception to that rule is and again i'm really really amused and proud of you know kumar mangalam birla i mean he mm. sits through all the sessions attending like literally he is taking notes attending the session and that completely blew me up yeah so another attendee of mine i can tell you uh was the tourism minister of kashmir yeah, yeah I, I, tasadduk uh, mufti what a bright young man i mean i think you know he was looking like he was he was just constantly down and i thought he's like literally looking at the phone when i went close and i asked him are you okay i mean uh what's happened and he's like no i've been drawing he's drawn one page one talk and the kind of attention some people are still old school they need to draw something to keep that in their mind you know and they don't leave that irrespective of whatever we have in terms of the best iphone the best ipad with the pencil <laughs> all of this these guys want to put pen to paper and put their thoughts and flow it it's a it's a method of how it encrypts in today's brain of so many uh, screens in front of us they still think drawing it down takes it etches it behind um lot of these attendees who i i you know interact with often they are there only because they're like i don't think i have the time to learn this and when i come here i have the time to grow i feel i've learned something and grown and that's so that's addictive for them cuz how much of money you put on to something you're not going to learn everything in a day understand that takes right? time to absorb <laughs> and relate to okay your understanding of uh, peter thiel 0 to 1 is very different from someone who's a billionaire's understanding but what did you do with it or what did he do with it the guy can make billions go into something new and make a change but one guy can make zero go to billions because he acted on it i think that's what is keeping people cute today it's tedx tomorrow it could be something else you know you have to keep moving 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 cuz i feel i'll become boring or they'll become boring to themselves so you know normally people say are what is your hobby and they say my hobby is to watch tech talks mm. you know in your case that is your business so what is your hobby how do you how do you unwind from this everyday bombardment of great ideas which is happening to your brain so as you know i've recently gotten married so i really love look i look forward to spending time with family uh it wasn't something and i know life. you keep traveling a lot too now right yeah, you yeah yeah i travel a lot but not as much as before before i would like <laughs> want to have tea in jaipur let's go you want to have lunch in some place we'll go there and literally used to jump uh i've taken three flights in a day in in the country itself one the next day out and i used to like that life but it really screwed you over for many things right but now i really like going back home and literally i mean it's it's uh it's just simple family is now suddenly become important and i realized for all these years i could see a family photo and i wasn't in it because i was always running working somewhere <laughs> or even a college photo actually i've taken photograph and never been in it and i'm like i missed out on those things so i think for now i look forward to learning within again 
learning from family knowing things around me better and uh, i think it's it gives me time to go back and think about the education idea to really put like you know dots connect the dots in place because it's not going to be a startup i don't think it's it it can be a startup there are many people who do this it's a, it's actually a movement that will involve thousands and thousands of people you're not you're not moving a big rock you're not even moving a mountain you're really moving something that's been rusted and kept out there and yeah. <laughs> that's a good way of looking at our yeah. education system you need to give it oxidization yes <laughs> completely remove yes. the rust out augment of it augment it and yeah. so coming to think about books you know you i know you read a lot hmm. so which are your favorite books and what book would you recommend people to so at least read last two years i think i've moved more towards uh, articles uh, medium.com i don't think once once you're addicted to medium I think going back to books takes a while mm-hmm. because you're hearing it directly from the source. It's not coming through a publisher. They're not editing things to make it more fancy or come up with a part two. It's it's in flesh right so there. Medium has many many articles and many authors, yeah. right? So yeah. how do you surprise me? Like the Ted Button that says "surprise me, inspire me." Mm-hmm. You just go and read something. I read from UX design to. Uh, you know algorithms to ethic behind uh, you know ethic behind uh, your self driven cars mm-hmm. and i think that's what keeps me active like i don't have a viewpoint on everything mm-hmm. but i have a small insight or a learning into most of these things and in my mind there's a world view that's being created which is very unique every person has a very different world view right in my mind i think there's a world view that's connecting the dots to something very unique and that's what happens when you read all these world views they're no more books they're world views they're coming to you and once you get onto that uh, highway of world views it just absorbs you you are trying to form the best vision of what you think the future is so i know you've always tried to be behind the stage on ted but if there was a ted talk which you have to give what would be it about have you thought about that abundance abundance yeah have you heard Uh, Peter Demandis talk about abundance. No, I have not. So I think abundance is you'll hear it from me then. <laughs> oh. No, but I think uh, do we have enough, or did we have enough? And uh, it's it's there. It's something in mind. But I'll never give a talk. He'll no, probably no, no, write no. something. I'll write an article <laughs> on medium. I guess on medium. Yeah, yeah. On medium. Yeah. But honestly, um, education being one, uh, education being an actual right. anyone who any any human possible anywhere is something i would love to talk about um i would i would love to talk about how children should be allowed to fail the first 25 years of a person's life should be decorated for failure not for because then you will have people who take risks and they will change the face of your country So I think you might see that a lot of it is country, country, country. So that bureaucrats. So still, so there is a politician also somewhere coming no, in no, the future. Not politician. Yeah. I mean, in the current term of politics, maybe no. Yeah. Well, you never you know, know. Someone, you know, Imran Khan was a cricketer and never wanted to be a politician, and now he is the prime minister of Pakistan. Maybe he always wanted to be a politician, <laughs> and that's the reason why he got so close to it so many times, so many times. I think you know, someone recently told me. when i told him you know you guys are doing so good you're doing so much of good work around they run a social media agency and he said 
yeah i would love to do something now i'm going to focus on doing something for the youngsters in the country i said why don't you look at politics politics will change if people like you who've done so good in business will get into politics and understand what is required for the youth he said no i'll stick to business i said why because business has rules business has rules politics does not right and uh, someone very close to me who tried to dabble with politics told me you really have to be spineless okay if that's the current definition of politics i i i don't know if i can ever accept myself lying to someone or know that look i lied to you i'm still looking into your face and i'm still telling you well all i can tell you better. that my last guest was milind devra on the show and we had a fantastic talk with the politician and he has of course a a very different world view all i can tell you is that you know the new generation entering politics is also very different yeah you know it is i think maybe in the next 50 years not today or tomorrow when we have a very different generation in politics india will be a very different place it's a fight between old and new exactly it's a fight between traditional and new everywhere your corporations have the same thing politics is the same thing and eventually the old will cease to exist so the smart person in between has to understand that i'm not saying just blindly embrace the new nor am i saying you know try to make peace but understand this is how the world moves you know there is years and years and years you and know what that is exactly should be your ted talk <laughs> on how the old and the new is going to come and in abundance disrupt the whole thing yeah <laughs> you can kind of connect all these dots and make it so tell me something how do you uh, perceive uh, the future of india again given that you spent so much time with all these youngsters you're looking at ideas uh what do you see do you see a dark future with all this you know all at one side there is the division multicolouring <laughs> and then there is this you know the younger people who are adopting internet and whatsapp and snapchat and everything we are no more a developing or a third world country i'm so happy that our generations seeing india as a superpower but i hope we don't become like the ones that stop developing right i think india has a uh, immense potential of leading the way to this new world of everything new against all tradition and uh, it has the right potential to not only take itself but everyone else around it okay and we've look india has never captured a country if you see a history it's always welcomed people i think it's it's this perfect leader who will lead not just go against so i think keeping that in mind that's one scenario the other scenario is quite scary actually i mean you know you look at things as black and white and uh, i try to see different shades there but the other scenario is what if a lot of youngsters don't find the right place to live their life build their life learn and grow in india what are they doing you know go to any ib school kid it's probably mandatory for them to go abroad now they don't want because the kind of education they they get the kind of knowledge they used to is is the is the second stage of their knowledge or life going to be able to give them that quality money and all of these things so if you don't catch up there our surplus or our potential will actually fly out of this country and this digital world gives them that opportunity you know one of the projects that i was keenly following up and working on was this a uh, project of starting a coding uh, institute in kashmir 
and the logic was very simple there was a counter logic to it but there was a logic that said that if these kids have so much of angst because their education system failed them and they get the only thing they retaliate with is you know pelting Stones. pelting or sports also and a lot of these things are there there you can look at it it's a trend after after the school they feel what have i got what can i do to empower my family i can't i can't get a government job there's no other job there's no corporation that's hiring what do i do and that's where the angst comes in i feel coding because it's online connected and it pays you in dollars and if you're good at it no one cares where you're from you can be anywhere from. yeah you can be anywhere they'll earn right that's the beauty of digital and i think that's where it's going to right now and then someone quipped back someone from the ministry said but what if the electricity goes off mm. old and new what if internet is shut down <laughs> correct old and new if someone finds a livelihood with something like this forget even god won't stop them so since you're all about technology education design tell me which is the last piece of technology you bought under 10000 bucks it was gifted whatever <laughs> last piece of technology you know lately i've not been buying much for technology i'm just waiting to upgrade all of these uh, products apple products and all because every time you buy it you still you start feeling shit they got something new <laughs> but it's not drastically new right um i think i i bought a speaker set yeah okay. those those external speakers okay. philips one philips quite good yeah 3000 3400 ptm gives you a bigger discount cash back yeah, wow i love ptm i don't know how they do it man but but i've been more of an amazon guy cuz it gives you predictability yeah oh sorry i bought an ipad but that's above your 10000 yeah. just yesterday no, but ipad is 1300 or 13000 now it's not too expensive who said right? which ipad was 37000 rupees oh, for a iPad 6 generation 4G with oh god oh god cellular <laughs> oh god oh god yeah sorry yeah. that that is not what we talk about yeah but below 10000 yeah the but you know yes i think after talking to you i got an amazing perspective and i'm sure the listeners got this idea too of not just about ted but about the people who who go and get these amazing ideas hmm. because as i said right the we always go and praise the diamond but it is really the jewelry or the <laughs> person who's going and picking these diamonds out who's equally more important and i, I think, think today we've got that perspective on why tedx gateway has been able to put together such an amazing set of uh, ted speakers thank you but if it wasn't for mentors like you and a few others who honestly i don't know why they believed us but they still do like you go to them with any idea they're like you're doing it we'll support you no and and, and that's the best thing about so you like you always you always give credit to others which is the no but i honestly <laughs> feel that like one of my mentor it was her birthday yesterday and i just said what is the best gift can i, can I give someone who has everything and i asked a few people and they said uh, they have everything what do you what can you give them and i said you know what no i'll take an effort of i put half an hour to think of what to write and all i could think of is the fact that you supported us or you were able to help us when we didn't give you any clarity right someone who believes you for some reason and says fine if you go wrong i'll lose so much but if you go right that's the kind of belief i have in a lot of us so, so by the way i have now discovered one of the best gifts you can give anyone during their birthdays and uh, there are two levels of that gift hmm. one level is actually make a phone call what has happened in today's world is everybody is whatsapping everybody and you know yeah, that's that it happy WhatsApp. birthday it's done <laughs> but when you call someone they are surprised because not too many people are calling them 
and the second is go and meet them physically so these are the two things again depending on where you are so a great hack and a great tip is that if you are really really uh, wanting to show that you are loving someone you care about someone do not whatsapp and say happy birthday meet them or call them on this or, note or send them a photo physical yeah. printed photo yeah, I, i mean basically use the it. olden methods yeah, not gold. <laughs> this way <laughs> yeah don't instagram don't whatsapp don't don't snapchat go and go and chat that's i think what we want the world to do once again yashraj it was a great pleasure having you on the show Uh, it was amazing and we are looking forward to tedx gateway this second year. december please come second <laughs> december everybody book your seats before they run out or get on vishal gondal's guest list <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank, thank you, you vishal long long ago not in bethlehem but in a place nearby there was a wonderful birth of a huge show which i like to call cyrus says a show that encapsulates everything in human history from the first homo sapien to the last homo sapien Uh, who's traversed the entire world and then come back to India. This is a show which tells you everything about everything. If you want to know, avoid Google, come to us. It's called Cyrus Says. Get new episodes every Monday and Thursday on the IVM podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's simple as A B Oh god, what comes after that? Did you know that Parsis in Mumbai instead of being left at the tower of silence after they die? are now cremated and why because a cow fell sick in the early 1990s did you know that the smog in delhi is caused by something that farmers in punjab do and that there's no way to stop them did you know that there wasn't one gas tragedy in bhopal but three one of them was seen but two were unseen did you know that many well intentioned government policies hurt the people they're supposed to help why was demonetization a bad idea how should gst have been implemented Why are all our politicians so corrupt when not all of them are bad people? I'm Amit Verma and in my weekly podcast The Seen and the Unseen I take a shot at answering all these questions and many more. I aim to go beyond the scene and show you the unseen effects of public policy and private action. I speak to experts on economics, political philosophy, cognitive neuroscience and constitutional law so that the insights can blow not only my mind but also yours. The Seen and the Unseen releases every Monday. So do check out the archives and follow the show at seenunseen.in. You can also subscribe to The Seen and the Unseen on whatever podcast app you happen to prefer.